Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. So one of my most popular episodes of Just Be was when I talked about my divorce and not in a salacious aspect, not for gossip's sake, to explain what a person can go through, the the amount of strife and stress and emotional duress that someone can go through during a divorce. I happen to have what I call a Hall of Fame divorce that lasted about nine and a half years on a two-year marriage. But I do consider myself an expert in this area. Why? Because I have probably been to court over 20 times. I am a student of everything that I do. So I listen, I learn, I research, I'm organized. I have been through every aspect of a divorce as it pertains to different legal nuances, stalking, harassment, being followed, organizing notebooks, custody issues, changing custody issues, laws, just so many different things that I've been through. So I want to help other people 
by giving them advice and sharing what I've been through, not my own personal gossip, but tools for them so they don't go through what I went through financially, emotionally, spiritually, physically. It almost killed me. To, so it's my job to help people to not go through what I went through or to really mitigate that, to minimize that. And basically, we laugh sometimes here and we talk about celebrities and uh, gossip. It's not really what the show is about at all, but sometimes I'll dabble and talk about different uh, public figures. But I really don't like to talk about public figures unless there's some lesson, there's something we can learn about ourselves. So while I've joked about Julia Fox and Kanye and her being in sort of a Chia relationship where one day he just decided he was going to make her uh, the it girl in Hollywood. And I've talked about the success of the Kardashians and Kale being a Kale Dashian and all the stupid things I say. I want to talk about popular culture as it pertains to divorce. So I watch people that are very successful and very famous get into relationships, gush, flaunt, express, post, filter, show elaborate gifts and vacations and this person loves me so much and it's my soulmate and just going on and on and then if they break up, which sadly and not to be the doomsayer, more than uh, 60% of divorce, more than 60% of marriages end up in divorce, then please can you respect our privacy during this very difficult time? And I always think, well, why don't you want us to respect your privacy during this very easy time? Because you can't have it both ways. You can't invite us into your life and the gifts and the flowers and the romance and the story and all of that if you don't expect us to be invested in the demise. We heard the whole story. We now want to know how it unfolded. So I've been thinking about Kim and Kanye as their divorce plays out in the public. So Kim and Kanye were married for several years. It seems that they were friends for a really long time, that he really adored her, uh, that they got together and he was extremely generous, elaborate gifts and stocks and Cartier and Hermes and diamonds and all these things that we saw. This amazing public proposal in uh, a baseball stadium near San Francisco, I believe, and her gorgeous wedding and her dress and... uh, John Legend's song, uh, All of Me. And, you know, it was amazing. And then he invited her into his fashion style and world and to the Met Ball, and she became this fashion icon in her own right, but they both elevated each other. It seemed like him as a really respected artist. They, the sum was greater than their parts. And they both really thrived, and they both became billionaires in the process. And they had this beautiful family, and this great life, and things then unraveled, as relationships do. It happened to me, it happens to everyone. We were on that ride. So now the public is involved in their divorce, but Kanye, obviously in particular, is really, really shedding a light on his divorce. And he's talking to the court of public opinion instead of talking to the court of the custody of your children. So now's where I'm getting into what really matters if you ever are dealing with a custody situation or a divorce. So here's the deal. Judges want what's best for the children. 
All they care about is what's best for the children. Now, Kanye's been talking about how he doesn't want his daughter, who's eight, on TikTok, and he didn't approve this. He's asking all of us to rally around him and vying for our attention. Um, That's going to be a really hard argument for him because he participated in a reality show and a lifestyle that showed their children. Photos, group Halloween costumes, all of this stuff. I've experienced this myself. You can't endorse it when you're a part of it and then denounce it when you've walked away from it. You can't have it both ways. So had he been a person that was very protective over the kids and their family's privacy the whole way and discussed that with his wife while married, then that might hold water. That's also like something that you talk about in the beginning. You're Jewish, I'm Catholic. Can we get through that? You want to have kids, I don't. Can we get through that? Whatever the situation is, these are issues that are discussed in the beginning. But from my perspective, The Kardashians is a very, very public show and empire. Social media is a bigger empire than The Kardashians show. And the kids have shown up on social media everywhere and been you know, out with the paparazzi and celebrated. So Kanye can't now come and rally for people to think that his child should be off social media when she was literally born into that world. Whether you like that or not, it's not our business. It's just a fact. You also, he could say and probably will that when they were younger, they didn't have a choice and they didn't know what they were doing and they were just babies and now it's different. But still, I stand by the fact that the entire family and all the siblings and all the kids are part of this machine. So he can't say that. But more importantly, he's coming to the public and trying to get the court of public opinion on his side. Nothing pisses a judge off more than sideshows, circuses, spectacles, they're there for the child. So while the judge personally may not agree with a child being born into and living this, you know, uh, very public lifestyle, they won't be able to speak to whether that's the best for a child. They would have a forensic psychologist analyze whether that's the best for a child. Now that, this may never get there because I don't, I think they'll probably settle at some point, but a judge won't decide, he would have an, he or she would have an opinion but they won't just decide whether that's what's best. But what they do know for sure that's not best is that fighting over a child in a custody battle is like watching your child drown at the end of a dock calling you to save them and you're just standing there watching them. So that's what's really bad for a child, them watching this go back and forth. And again, remember, I've experienced this. I know what this is all like. The court is a necessary evil. Divorce lawyers are a necessary evil. You can't just go rogue and do things on your own way. So you can't Kanye your way out of a divorce and go public unless it's a tactic to shake down the other side for public reasons and that they'll just sort of fold because you're publicly making this a court issue. But if this ends up going to court or if there's a judge involved in anything, they're not going to like sideshows. They're not going to like a child being utilized as a tool for the media. That's something that I can absolutely be certain of. So I would suggest, and also when I say sideshows, I mean people when you're getting divorced, you think every dumb thing matters. Every email, oh my God, I can't believe he just said that to me. Someone just said something nasty to you or, or something. You don't understand. Judges see parents that put lit cigarettes out on their children. Okay. They see serious abuse. They see very major issues. They don't really make massive moves 
unless major stuff is happening. So when you're going through a divorce and some bad, mean, nasty comment comes through or something is bad or someone did something appalling at your kid's recital, it may be bad. They may be an asshole, whether man or woman. But being an asshole is not a reason to start sending emails and telling lawyers. It's just a way for you to waste your money. And also people always think they're smarter than the process. They think, okay, well, I know we're talking about this one issue and we're talking about splitting custody or we're talking about this other thing, but let me just let the judge know that this this partner of mine or ex-partner of mine did this other thing just to prove what a bad person they are. Judges don't give a shit. They're focused on the main issue at hand. We're talking about this one issue. Is it 60-40 custody? Is it 50-50? Is it visitation? Is it... Uh, someone is going to live in one state or another state. They're focused on the one issue. You start bringing in side shit and they, it derails the process. It's so tempting. And those of you who have gone through a divorce or are going through a divorce or are thinking about going through a divorce, know what I'm talking about because you are tempted by the sideshow. Avoid the sideshow. There's just no upside to it. You have to be a snail in a marathon when you're going through a divorce. You have to go one step at a time, one foot in front of the other. I think Kanye is a very talented artist. I think he seems like he has a good heart and loves his kids and is emotional and is feeling helpless because when you're in a divorce, in the divorce process, you feel helpless. If you're a person who's used to getting what you want and you are successful and you just know how to make everybody hop to it and finish and cross the finish line, this is going to be very difficult. Kanye gets what Kanye wants and Kim gets what Kim wants. So for him, he is a genius. He is a musical genius. He's done incredible things in the fashion world. He's a billionaire. It's not that easy to understand. Wait a second. I want to see this. I want to see my kids every day of the week or I want to see them on a Tuesday. If it's not your day, it's not your day. If it's not your custody time, it's not your custody time. They may be in the purgatory before somebody has mandated some sort of structure, but the structure really does help because then it gives you the guidelines. And then you can then ask the other person, which is often someone who doesn't want to give you what you want at all. And then you just have to stick to what it is. Like it's just, there's a discipline to it. But my advice to Kanye would be, you have to stay the course. And the way that you one day, long time ago, w- weren't successful and had to just take it one step at a time and take wins one step at a time and losses one step at a time, that's what the divorce process is. Love your kids, trust the process, be proactive, be organized, but you cannot go rogue and take matters into your own hands when it comes to the divorce and custody process. It will only hurt you. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com. 
where America goes to hire. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I have to tell you that I have literally hysterically cried because I could never have my daughter for one second that I wasn't legally allowed to. If I, I had an opportunity in Australia that I knew about a year ahead, I couldn't get a minute changed, okay? So sometimes there's a loophole in a custody agreement where you literally, because Thanksgiving falls next to the other person's two days or something. And there's some loophole that a lawyer didn't see. And you could be away from your child for nine to 11 days when they're 
two years old. And when I tell you that breaks your heart or something falls and you try to make Thanksgiving on a Tuesday, you're like, okay, I know it's not my day. So Thanksgiving is in my year. This year it's Tuesday on Thanksgiving. And someone on my team made a mistake about the schedule. And I was literally in a movie with my child trying to market Thanksgiving is a Tuesday. I had a bunch of people coming to my house. I was cooking a whole Thanksgiving dinner and, uh, my child was literally pulled out of my arms and demanded to go home immediately. We were in the middle of a movie. We had to walk out of a movie. I was hysterically crying, sobbing, ruined my Thanksgiving. All the people came over, didn't even do the dinner, was drunk and sitting crying and sobbing with a swollen face to my friends. The next day, I walked into the ocean. It was November, right before Thanksgiving. I, it, I mean, I have been through the most dreadful experiences in going through the custody process. I cannot explain. Not everyone is going to make you go to the letter of the law and use a custody agreement against you. That's another thing I want to mention. Custody agreements are guidelines. They're designed to protect the child. The whole custody process is designed not for you and that you get what you want and that you fuck over your ex, not so you win, not so it's a competition. Custody agreements are designed to protect a child. The custody process is designed to protect a child. If you always think, and this is another piece of advice for Kanye and for Kim, For both of them, if you always run everything through the filter truthfully, not the marketing filter, the true filter, is this what's best for this child for now and going forward? And it could be a tough decision. It could be that your child spends more time with the other parent than you. It could be that they spend less time. Whatever it is, it's not about you. It's always about the child. So a custody agreement is supposed to be used for the benefit of the child. It's a structured contract. I've had contracts with business partners that we don't always go by. They tell me that they want me to post an in-feed post twice a month, and then you're annoying the customer, and it's doing damage. You call the partner. You tell them. They say, fine, we don't need you to do that. That happens all the time. A custody agreement is not supposed to be used to torment the other person. It's not supposed to be, ah, Tuesdays it's at 425. So no, you can't have them at four, even if you're taking them to a special experience with your parents. Like some people will do that. Use it as a weapon. Judges don't like that. Judges don't like people playing games. They've seen it all. They understand the mental warfare. They understand the manipulation, they understand parental alienation, they understand all of it. And yes, judges are people and they read the press too. So they know about antics across the board. Uh, So the custody process, just never forget, it is always designed to help the child, what is best for the child, and they can't always know. Should kids be on social media? A forensic psychologist says we don't actually know. We don't know. It hasn't been around long enough to see the after effects, the negativity. They don't know. We could, everyone can speculate. It may be terrible, but they don't know. So they don't just speak out of their ass because we all think we're experts and we don't think the kids should be all over social media or we don't think relationships should be publicized so greatly. Whatever we think, we don't necessarily know, but we have to be good parents and go with our gut instinct. Another thing I want to mention, lawyers are only as good as their clients. It's like so many other things. Talent agents are only as good as their clients. They're not going to majestically present things to you that are going to change your life. You have to work it. Television shows, reality television shows, only as good as the people on them. I made my own opportunities out of that opportunity. So listen to me about this. Divorce lawyers are only as good as their clients. I think there was a saying that once said, oh, uh, something about 
only a fool would have themselves as a client or something like that. Right. Meaning only a fool would represent themselves. So the reason that I was able to be heard in my personal struggles during my divorce was because I was intensely organized, calm, strategic. I really kept my cool. I played chestnut checkers. You can't just be some dum-dum that lets some lawyer charge you and just go figure it out for themselves. They don't understand. My lawyers told me, and one of them said, one of them left the firm and said to me, you are the smartest client we've ever had because I would listen. I would take their advice, but I also would stick to my guns if there was something that I knew and I would paint for them what my reasoning was. And often I had, I thought of things that they would say, nope, that's not for now. That's over there. Put this over there. That's for later. But you have to create your own strategy like everything else and understand what your goal is because the whole thing can get derailed. Divorce lawyers are money makers. They've got multiple cases. They're not focusing on your case except for when they're going into court. They write an email. They forget about it. You have to remind them of it a year later. You're piecing together your own case. You're keeping copious notes. You're, you have folders. You have categories. You have sections. It will build up. It's like a project. It's like trying to do your thesis overnight. You have to be organized, be able to back things up and make things thematic and make them make sense. It's like you're presenting an organized body of information to your lawyers and crystallizing it so they then can use that to argue whatever point they need to make. But trust me, you hand them a big fucking mess left and right, tell them a bunch of different things, they're not going to do a good job. I could just promise you that. They're only as good as their client is organized, thorough, calm, patient, and strategic. Another thing is, don't ever assume anyone is smarter than you. Don't assume that your lawyers, because they tell you, no, you're not allowed to buy another apartment because all the money hasn't been sorted yet. If you're in an emotional situation and you need to get out of a place to live and you're being told for logistical legal reasons that you can't, you just have to be backed up. You can't just like be rogue and walk out. You have to have a plan. You have to have a plan that's supported by evidence why you need to make a different move that a lawyer tells you not to do. And you need to be able to support that. You need to be able to communicate that. And it, it happened to me. I moved out of a house. I was told that you weren't supposed to move out until things are resolved. If you're living in a very torturous environment, you need to take measures, but you need to do them methodically. And what ended up happening is a judge said, finally, someone had the sense to do what was best for the child and move out of that environment because people get caught up in battling each other and not thinking of what's best for the child. So if your reason for moving out of a place when being advised against by a lawyer is because it's best for the child, be able to back that out. Another time I was told I wasn't allowed to spend money and buy another property. You're not allowed to do that. Your money's tied up. My reasoning was it's what's best for my child. This I'm doing because it's what's best for my child. If you're doing what's best for you, it will not work. You also cannot be angry at or hate the other person more than you love your child. You have to put your child first in every situation and you have to get clarity on what that means. Fucking over your ex is not loving your child.
Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I tweeted that I was going to jump through my phone if Teresa Giudice does not sign a prenup because she said on Andy Cohen's show, Watch What Happens Live, that she wasn't signing a prenup. And her daughter was like, what does she need to sign a prenup for? Like, that's a dumb and dumber conversation. I mean, you have to have a prenup. It doesn't matter if you're a billionaire, the other person's a pauper, you're the pauper, they're the billionaire. Let's just get this shit straight. We don't go into business deals. And I know people say, well, it's love and it's not a business deal. Well, you know what? It becomes a business deal if you break up. You want to be with someone that you'd want to be able to divorce kindly with. And I say that and that sounds unromantic, but guess what? Getting divorced is not romantic. And if 60% of people are getting divorced, like you, we, you don't have to go to Harvard. I didn't go to Harvard or nothing, but I mean, I just know that if 60% of people are getting divorced, I'm telling Teresa Giudice, sign a fucking prenup, get organized. It's uncomfortable. It's a big girl conversation. That's uncomfortable, but anything can happen in a courtroom, in a relationship, in life. Know what's going on estate planning, prenups. These are adult business person conversations. It does not mean you don't trust the person you're with. Have you never been in an argument with someone? Have you never seen that someone's changed and not been who you thought they were? Have you never had a dispute with someone that everything was peachy keen when it started out, whether business or otherwise, and then you find yourself in Uh, a conflict with them, something that has to be settled or negotiated or terminated. I mean, this is just life. An ex of mine used to say, most things don't happen, meaning everything we worry about doesn't happen, but why not be prepared? God forbid something happens to you. You have insurance. You don't get insurance because you think you're going to fall into a ditch. You You don't get insurance because you think your house is going to burn down or flood or be blown away in a hurricane or an earthquake, but you're happy you had it if your house blows away in an earthquake or a tornado or a hurricane. You get insurance because you're not a dumbass. You have health insurance because you're not a dumbass. Prenup is relationship insurance. Just do it. Listen to Nike, Teresa. Sign a prenup, have the conversation. If someone you're with is pressuring you, because you're negotiating with them in a prenup, it's okay. It's then don't, you don't have to get married. You can be a life partner. If you're going to get married, you need to be responsible to take care of yourself and your family. If the shit goes sideways, everybody's nice when they have their new car smell, everything is going well during the honeymoon stage. And I love my fiance, Paul, and I am not bitter and I have let go of every ounce of anger because holding on to anger is drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. But I'm still smart. And I've realized that relationships, when signing a contract with someone in a relationship sucks. So I need to make that very clear. Being in a business negotiation with someone that you love sucks so bad. It is poison injected into a relationship. So I'm going to say that. Teresa has kids. They're grown. She's happy. She has her own career. She represents 
all of us, I'm not really making this about Teresa. I don't talk about people unless they illustrate something that I think we can all learn from. But if she wants to get married, which is something legally binding, by getting married, you are legally bound to someone. So if you're getting into a marriage and you are going to be legally legally bound to someone and you've signed documents and had witnesses and gone to that state and gone to court to do it, that means you've entered into an agreement with them. That means you have to have a prenup associated with it. Frankly, people should not be allowed to be legally married to one another unless they have a legal document explaining that bind. So Teresa can be emotionally married and lifetime committed to that person the way Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn did it for so many years and and other people have done it. But if she or you are going to be legally bound to someone in a way that you can't just waltz on out, just like a contract in business, you need to have a prenup. And it fucking sucks. So as you get, and, and as we, as we get deeper into relationships and we don't have kids, you may want to get married because you feel that it's going to give you some sort of a protection when you have kids. That changes laws. And you may think that if you are getting older and you're working on your partner's business, that you may want to get married because you want some sort of legal document saying that you're bound to each other. And then there are laws that protect that. But as a woman who is older and has kids and works and has been divorced, if you're going to be legally bound, you must have a document to coincide with that in case that legal agreement is broken. Another thing I want to mention on the divorce and custody process is that people weigh importance on the things that aren't necessarily the most important. The minutia doesn't matter. I've said this before, all the little things you think are so important that you have to fight and you have to tell lawyers about and you just got to dig in on may not really be the things that matter. Just They're just not going to be. For example, people worry about custody time a lot. The time spent, how much time spent with your kids. You get more time than the other person. You get full. You get primary custody. Time, time, time. While time is great, as kids get older, they're spending time with their friends. They're going to soccer games. You have careers. You want to do what you want to do. And time can be divided so many different ways, meaning you could have your child all the time, but then you have to work. So you're not spending all the time with them anyway, or you need to get childcare. So then you've fought to have the time, but it's not, it's time with a childcare professional. I've never had a nanny. So that's always been, it's always been a lot of really good quality time, but then people fight for the, the pennies on the 60%, 40%, 70, 30. What could matter is that it's not that you need more time, but that you need to know that you are with someone or divorcing someone or separating from someone that would be flexible. Meaning you could have swing days, switch days, just say, okay, I don't know. I'll take 50, 50, but I just want to know that two days a month, I can say, I need to make a switch and you'll accommodate. I mean, there are many ways to do this. It's like contracts in business. There are so many ways to do it, but people get caught up on just the math of the time. It could matter to you because 60, 40 versus 50, 50 does change child support and that could really matter that's something that's interesting that it it could be one or two more days and then it changed child support um oh okay so another thing is people think about time i want to be with my child more it's traumatizing to think about less time when especially when they're very young and um how you spend your time is very important so that could be as important as who has more or the percentage 
But I'll say something that people don't talk about as much as time is decision-making. Sometimes people will have 50-50 custody on time, but one person makes the decision. So this is really an important thing. We talk about money in prenups. I don't know why possible divorce terms aren't discussed in prenups because that's important stuff. If we are getting, we're getting married, we're going to have a child, what would happen if this didn't work out? People talk about it financially all the time. I just thought of that. Like it should be a child nup, a custody nup. What's, what's the custody situation going to be? If we broke up, would you do 50-50? Because if you're going to come to me and say to me that you're only going to, you're going to want 70-30, I don't want that. I don't want to have a child with you. Or what, what is your stance on religion for the child or private versus public school or after school activities? What would you think if our child horseback rode? Is that something you don't find safe? What if they want to get into a race car? Why don't we, why do we only talk about prenups as pertains to money? The custody stuff is the major stuff. I'm not going to lie. Money can be figured out with a freaking calculator and a, and a forensic accountant. The custody stuff gets real. So also decision-making is more important than time. Why? What if your child has a medical issue? What if there's an education issue? What if a school needs to be switched? What if there's a big decision to be made? Your child needs to be taken out of high school because they're a gifted professional athlete. They're going to be homeschooled. One person may think that's preposterous. That'll never happen. What if the kid takes acting lessons, becomes uber famous, and then one parent decides they don't want the other that they don't want the child to be homeschooled. They don't believe in this from a principal standpoint. At two years old, you can't decide whether you'd be into your 14-year-old having a 20 million person TikTok following, go, giving up high school and wanting to be a professional uh, skateboarder or a professional Instagrammer. You can't know. So these things need to be discussed ahead of time from a principal standpoint. Would you allow your partner to put your kid on reality TV? That's a very Kim Kanye thing. Are we agreeing together? And decision-making is important when it comes to those matters. Who's going to make the decision about which college we're going to choose? It's cute that you think that both parents are going to agree, but that's going to be a lot of fighting. Where are the kids going to spend their times in the summer? Are they going to camp? What if there's a psychological issue, a drug problem? A kid needs to go away to be in some sort of like rehab high school. Someone has to be put on medicine, on Adderall, has, has ADHD. One person thinks they should be on, on a medication, the other doesn't. You have a special needs child. Like, how are you handling that? Are you going through the public school, school system in that? Or are, you having, or are you moving to a place that has special programs? These are the issues that are really important, and no one is talking about them. It's about prenups because of money, but it's not about how people align as it pertains to all the other issues that come up. And here's the thing. I've been through all of them. 99.9% of them I've been through. So I think it's important to share and to educate and to help change the way things are done. Let me be the guinea pig who went through almost a decade of nightmares to help you not go through them. Just Be is hosted by me, Bethany Frankel. Just Be is a production of Be Real Productions, iHeartRadio, and Blue Duck Media. Our EPs are Morgan Lavoie, Antonio Enriquez, and Kara Hitt. To catch more moments from the show, follow us on Instagram at Just Be With Bethany. Mm-hmm. 
Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.